three. Leviticus. Wilt, what do you think of what do you think of the shelter? It turned out pretty good, didn't it? Amen. Wilt went with me to cut the branches and, and I, I borrowed his axe and I forgot to return it. I will return it, Wilt, I promise. Amen. Church, amen. Uh, people are saying, no, he won't. You better get it. Amen. They don't believe me for some reason. Leviticus chapter number 23. Uh, we're going to just read. It's going to be different this morning, so just bear with me. Uh, hadn't preached like this before, so this is a, this is a new one for me. And uh, so if I mess up, that's okay because it's the first time. All right? Leviticus chapter number 23 and verse number 39. Verse number 39. When you get there, say Amen. amen. The Bible says, Also in the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when ye have gathered in the fruit of the land. So this means it was right after harvest time. Say that with me. It was right after harvest time. It says, Ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And ye shall take on the first day the boughs of a goodly tree, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook, and ye shall rejoice before the Lord. What are you going to do? Ye shall. Rejoice. Ye shall. Rejoice. What have we done all day? Rejoice. Yes, boy. Amen. We shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And ye shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate it in the seventh month. Ye shall dwell in booze. This is not a duck blind. It's a booze. Amen. Ye shall dwell in booths seven days. All that are in Israel, are Israelites born shall dwell in booths. That your generations may know. Read this with me. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feast of the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your, oh, hallelujah. Thank you for your presence in this place today. God, I'm glad that I get to go to a place where you show up on a regular basis, not because of who we are, because we're nothing and we're unworthy, but you choose to do it, Lord. And I thank God for your favor in this place. And God, I pray that you'll anoint this message, anoint this uh, uh, program. Lord, I pray that your will be done today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's doing all that I can do to hold back and restrain the effort and the instinct that I had to want to preach this morning. Say amen. Uh, we, we have included uh, uh, some other things involved in this message, and, 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 and we, I know what the timetable are on them things, and I'm trying to uh, uh, bring my, uh, uh, my part down to fit in that timetable, but I'm here to tell you, God is good. Say amen. I want to preach just a few moments this morning on the subject, let us rejoice. Let us rejoice. Last Sunday, God blessed us in an incredible way. I mean, he just done some unbelievable things, and I walked around in the fog all day seeing the blessings of God. Uh, and I, I don't mean just in the, uh, the, the, the number of the crowd that was there. Everybody was foaming at the mouth about that. But I was so touched and incredibly blessed by watching our people get involved and all the people that were here ministering to others. That did me more than anything else in this world. To me, that was my harvest from heaven in 2007. Some of y'all were blessed incredibly in what you got to do and various other things. But the Bible says right after the harvest, God intended for his people to rejoice. 
The Bible says on the day of uh, atonement, they were to have their sins dealt with. And then five days after the day of atonement would be the 15th day of the month. And on that 15th day, they were to take these booths. They were to come out of the houses that God had blessed them with. They were to come out of the permanent dwellings that God had given them in the promised land, in the land of Canaan. All the greatness that God had given them. He said, I want you to go out and build temporary shelters. I want you to go out and build branches and build booths. Booths to dwell in for seven days. They would be in those booths for seven days from the 15th day to the 21st day. They were there to rejoice and to experience what the children of Israel experienced when they came out of Egypt. How many of y'all with me so far? The Bible said that they would build those booths and they would get in them. And the Bible says and tradition says that the, the booths were to be in such a way that they were thin enough to see the stars through the ceiling. And it's obvious I can see the stars through the ceiling. Amen. Uh, listen, they were to see that it was supposed to be thin enough on the side that the wind could come through because God wanted them to remember what the children of Israel faced when they came out of Israel. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how many times that God tells and instructs His people, do not forget, remember, remember, remember. He gave us, listen, the, 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 the baptism to remember the death, burial, and resurrection. He gave us the Lord's Supper. He gave us communion so we would remember the body that was broken. We would remember the blood that was shed. We would remember the sacrifice that was given for us. Somebody say amen. God wants us to remember. You know why? Because when we forget, we get foolish. When we forget, we get careless. It's kind of like it's kind of like our nation. They've forgotten nine one one. They've forgotten planes flying into buildings. They forgot what the terrorists can do. I know this war is not popular. I know all about that. And I wish to God all our boys could be home today. But we cannot forget this is still a battle. We are still in a war. There is still something going on. And I'm here to tell you, when we forget the price that was paid for our salvation, we get careless with our Christian walk. We forget where God has brought us from. We get careless with what we're doing. And God said, every year, I want you to build in seven days. I want you to dwell in them booths. I want you to remember where God has brought you from. Church, say amen. Three things. Three things. This booth was so they could look again at the past. Then they were to look around. See, they were outside and they could look at the harvest that was just gathered in. And they could look around at the present. But then they were to look ahead at the promise. And I'm here to tell you, there's so much in there I can preach, but I can't because I'm restrained to time. Say amen. So I'm going to do my best, and then we're going to enjoy the service. Amen? Uh, Number one, they were to be in those booths so they could look back, and they could look at the shelter. They could look at the rain and the wind that would come in. They would look at the stars in the sky at night. They could see that and remember, listen, our ancestors had a difficult time. Our ancestors, we we were not always in the place that we are in. How many of y'all... How many of y'all came to this place after we were already in this place? How many of y'all were here before we got into this place? So you know we ain't always been here. We haven't always had that choir. We hadn't always had all these men and all this help and all this. He said, I want you to remember you hadn't always been here. What do we need to remember? Listen, we are to look back. We are to be in those booths and look back and remember the place we resided. Write that down. Look at that. The place 
where we resided. In other words, he said, I want you to remember that you were in a house of bondage. Look, let me read it. Let me read it. The Bible says, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 8, 13, And when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. What are you saying? We need sometimes, we just need to build a booth in our heart and remember that this is not where we have always been. I have not always been in the church house. You have not always been in the church house. You have not always been singing in the choir. Listen, good things have not always come out of your mouth. Listen, sitting on the church view hadn't always been the place you resided. There was a place in a bar room one day. There was a place in a crack house one day. There was a place out in this world. You were in bondage to a slave master called Satan. Thank God we're not where we used to be. He wants you to remember the slave. He wants you to remember the chains. He wants you to remember the way it was in Egypt. Remember the place that you resided. Hallelujah. We could all live here. We could all leave here today and say, Amen. I'm not what I used to be. I'm not where I used to be. Not only the place we resided. Not only the place we resided. But we're, we're to remember and look again at the protection we received. How many of y'all are glad God kept you alive in that car wreck when you was a drunk? How many times should we have already been in hell, but God was watching over you before you even knew who he was? Don't let me preach this morning. Son, I'm telling you, I'm full of God's touch. I'm telling you, we need to remember that God was watching over us even when we wasn't watching for ourselves. God kept you alive when you should have been dead. God kept you safe through the wilderness. Uh, listen, he said, he said this. He said, as you're coming through that wilderness, you went through a place of scorpions. You went through a place of spiders. You went through a place of snakes. But I kept you safe all the way. Your feet, listen, your shoes didn't fall off. Your clothes didn't rot off your back. I gave you food to eat and water to drink. Water out of a rock, manna out of heaven. Hey, I protected you in the way. How many of y'all remember where we used to be? Whatever you do, don't forget to remember where we used to be. This ain't Miss Kathy, but it'll have to do. Amen.
Church, say amen. amen. Inside of that booth, they could look back. They could look back and see where God had taken them from. They could see the stars. They could see the wind. They could remember the stories that their ancestors and their grandparents told them about how difficult it was. How many of y'all remember, how many of y'all remember in the very beginning how difficult it was? Back in 99 and, and, and listen, early 2000, we were struggling. We were trying to make it happen. How many of y'all remember that? Yes, hadn't God brought us a long way? Yes, amen, amen. Say that with me. Number one, they are, they are to build the booths and sit underneath them so they could look again at the, say it with me, they could look at the past. Let's not, church, no matter what God does in this place, please, let's not forget where we come from. Let's not forget how we got here. Amen? Amen. Listen, number two, not only do we need to look again at the, we need to look again at the past, but number two, I want you to write this down. We need to look around. We need to look, come on, say it with me. We can look around at the present. See, out in that, out in that street, they would build these out in the street, then they would build them in the, in the top of their houses because most of their houses were flat roofs, and they could go out there and be in the cool, and they would build on the house, and they could look around at the harvest fields. They could look around at the blessings of God and what God was doing right then. See, this was right after the harvest time, and God wanted to see and them know it wasn't what he was doing before or what he was going to do. It was what he's doing right now. I want you to know that God is a right now God. He said today is the day of salvation. Now, we are to look around at the present for this reason. If you're taking notes, write this down. So we could see the provision of His faithfulness. The provision of His faithfulness. Say that with me. We see the... Hasn't God been faithful? Hasn't God been faithful? Listen, when we didn't know how in the world we was going to pay it, God met the need. We didn't know how in the world God was going to do it, but God met the need. I tell you what, when I was standing on that platform, when I was standing on that platform Sunday morning, uh, it looked awful empty. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I said, dear God, I know this is happening. I know they, they are here somewhere. Lord, where is it? I, I know we've prayed on this thing, and I know we're doing what we're supposed to do. Lord, where are they at? We started the first song, and it looked like they just come like ants out of everywhere, come in there and filled that place up. God was faithful. Amen. Give him praise if you're glad that God is faithful. You say, I can't see him. He's still there. I can't feel him. He's still there. I'm here to tell you, he'll take you to the place you think you cannot take anymore. You cannot go another step. And he'll pick you up and carry you all the way. God is faithful. He'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He'll never, ever fail you. Never will he fail you. The Bible says, I am a saint of God. If David said, I am old, but I've been young. And yet have I seen any of God's children begging bread or forsaken. You may think you can't take another step, but I guarantee you God will pull you through. He's faithful. God wants us to look 
at the provision of his faithfulness, how faithful he is. You say, I know it, it's dark, it's dark. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of people. Charles Spurgeon would say, he said, before every great move of God in my life, he said, I went through a depression. I went through the darkest valleys any man could ever go through. He said, I wanted to run from my responsibilities. I wanted to run to America and be afraid and hide from everything. He said, but it was right before the greatest moments of the ministry God has put me in that I went through the darkest hours hours of my life but he said God was always faithful listen we need to look around at the faithfulness look around at the provision of his faithfulness then we need to look around hallelujah this is going to tear me up we need to look around at the privilege of his favor the privilege of his favor favor ain't fair Do you know how many churches and church people and congregations would give their pinky toes to get to see once a month what you get every Sunday? That's awful arrogant. That ain't arrogant. That's the honest to God's truth. Why do you know that? Because they come and visit us and then go back. And then they, 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 they just can't wait to the time that their church is not having church so they can come have church with you. When they pile up a whole charter bus and bring the whole church down to just get involved in one Sunday night service that you have, that should tell you something. It's favor. God touches this place. God moves in this place. I have no explanation. I have no, there's no, you can't explain it. If you could explain it, if I could explain it, I would make $10 trillion because I'd write a book like everybody else. Amen. What are you doing over there? How many times you've asked this when you've gone back to school? Miss Kathy, how many times have you gone back and they're telling you, what are y'all doing over there? How's it being done? Listen, man, all we're doing is going in and having church. Man, we're shouting and enjoying God and praising and preaching and doing everything we can. We don't know what, but God is moving. Why did God pick Joseph and not the rest of them? Why did God pick David and not the rest of them? Favor is not fair. Preacher, why are you saying all this? Because I want you to understand what you have here so you don't take for granted what God's blessings are here. Look around at the privilege of His favor. I mean, let's all take inventory a minute. I've already had, so I know. Brother Kenneth, I know me. I know me. I shave me every morning, so I know what I have potential for. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. I couldn't wait for this morning. I couldn't wait. I'm telling you, Wednesday night when God was speaking to my heart about all this, about building this thing and, and everything, and, and I'm just, just about to, I'm thinking, who am I? Because, see, I know me. I know the weaknesses I have. I, I know how frail I am. I know how pitiful of a Christian I can be. Who am I that God would allow me to be here? Who am I that God would... Bless in such a way. Church, we're here to rejoice this morning and worship. Because let's be honest with ourselves. David said, when I behold the moon and the stars and the works of your hands, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And as we, as we look at the present blessings we're fixing to see, as we look at what God's doing right now, this is the question I want you to ask yourself. Who am I? Who am I that God has blessed us in such a way to be able to come to a place where he shows up on a regular basis? Y'all worship with me.
Hallelujah. Amen. Can you put the teen center back up there? Some of y'all uh, didn't recognize that one room. Uh, uh, that's the teen center, by the way. Give the Lord praise and glory right there. The chairs, the chairs just come in last week. We got them up there. We got to take the plastic off and everything, but it's almost there, church. Amen? Amen. Listen, number one, they were to be in the booths. They were to dwell in those booths for seven days as they rejoiced and celebrated God's goodness. The first thing they were to do, they were to look. Say it with me now. Number one, they were to look again at the past. Number two, they were to look. They were to say it with me again. Number two, they were to look. But then, number three, they were to look ahead, ahead. Mm. At the promise. They were look ahead at the promise. Two things, and I, I'll do this fast, because if I don't, I'm going to bog down right here, because this is my favorite part. I always like getting somewhere. When I get there, I'm ready to get somewhere else. Are y'all with me? Uh, when I got in this building, I, I, I'm ready to go ahead and bust out the walls. Amen? And, and I want you to know, and God wants you to know, and God spoke to me this morning to remind you of this, this is just the beginning. You look around where you're at right now, this is just the tip of the iceberg of what God's going to do in this place. This is just the beginning. Listen, we are to look back at where God has brought us from. We're to look around at the present to see what God is. Aren't you glad God's moving right now? But God wants you to look, oh, hallelujah, right now. We are to look back or again at the past for appreciation. We are to look uh, around at the present for activation. But then we are to look ahead at the promise for anticipation. Say amen. God wants us to know we are going somewhere. Hallelujah. What are we to look forward to? What are we to look forward to? See, in the, in the, uh, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God's speaking to me right now. They would sit in these booths and they would remember, uh, listen, that this is temporary. Where they are now is still temporary. Even though they are in Canaan, even though they are in the promised land, even where they are residing right now is only a temporary situation because they have an earthly king, but soon they will have a heavenly king. Soon Jesus is coming again and he's going to sit on the throne of his father David and he will rule and reign forever and ever and ever. I'm I'm here to tell you, they would look forward at what was coming. They would look forward at the blessings and the promises of God. They would look forward ahead to where God was going to take them. Amen. Say this with me. I'm not what I was. I'm not what I ought to be. But I'm not what I'm going to be. Say amen. Listen, let me give you two things to write down and we'll, we'll, see, the next, we'll see the next situation. Hey, write this down. We're to look ahead. We're to look ahead. At this, visions that defy. Visions that defy. Do you know, do you know the worst thing, the worst thing that they asked Helen Keller, what, what is worse than being blind? She said the only thing worse than being blind is living life with no vision. Then uh, Jonathan Swift said this, vision is the art of seeing the invisible. Vision is saying this, if you can't see it before you see it, you ain't never going to see it. 
Do you know I could see this before it was ever here? When I walked into Temple Baptist Church, the very first time I walked into it, the very first time I walked, I walked in there and I started seeing where we could knock walls out. Amen. I didn't even know how many people was there. I didn't know if God was going to keep me there, but God had already started giving me a vision of what things can be. I don't want what things used to be. I don't want what, listen, right now in the present, I don't want to plateau. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to just levitate right where we're at. I want to look to see what God can and will do for us. I want to see visions that defy man's imagination. I mean visions that defy man's understanding. I want God to do for us what we can't even imagine in our mind. God wants to do great and mighty things. He said, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. If you're in a place with no vision, I'd get out as fast as I could because the Bible said the people perish for a lack of vision. You need to be in a place where there is a visionary. You need to be in a place where somebody is taking you somewhere. There's nothing worse than being in a rut and being plateaued in one place. I want to look ahead at visions that defy Joseph's visions. Listen, Joseph's visions, they defied man. They made his brothers mad. They even made his parents mad because they couldn't understand. But I'm here to tell you, when God gives you a vision, everybody ain't going to jump on your wagon. Everybody ain't going to agree with what you see. But I'm glad to know if God gave it to you, man can't take it away. If God gave it to you, it's going to happen. It was a God-given dream. It was a God-glorifying dream. And thank God Almighty, it's a God-guaranteed dream. If God said it. It's going to happen. You hunkered down. You put your seatbelt on. Don't worry about the critics. Don't worry about the condition. Don't worry about your surroundings. If God said to do it, you hunkered down and get her done. Listen, look ahead. Look ahead. When I showed some people the plans for this building, they'd like to swallow their tongue. They said, preacher, but we're just a small handful. Preacher, we don't know if we can afford finance. What do you think? I'm here to tell you, it defied man's understanding. But I'm here to tell you, God can do above and beyond what we're able to even think or dream of. God wants to do things to defy. Why? Because when it's that big, only He can get the glory for it. Woo, give Him praise. Listen. Visions that defy. I like somebody that dreams. Amen. They even told and made fun of Joseph. They said, behold, the dreamer comes. Look at him. Look at that one that's got dreams. He thinks we're going to bow down to him. You know what they done? They bowed down to him. Because it was a God-given dream. A lot of folks can't take me. Because they get around me, and I'm just... Too perky for them. And I'm talking about preachers. I'm not talking about other folks. I, I, they, 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 when people ain't going nowhere, they don't really jive with people that are. Amen. It's like the kid that had to stay home while the neighbors went to Disney World. Say amen. You know you wanted them to have a flat tire. Say amen. If you can't see Mickey, you don't want nobody else to see Mickey. And a lot of folks are that way, and they'll talk about your dreams. They'll talk about your visions. I'm ready. I'm ready. I can see it, y'all. I can see it. I can see a gymnasium with a real wood floor. I can see, listen, I can see 25 or 30 acres of property that God's going to let us have where we can put a ball field on, where we can play our own softball game so we don't have to go with that cussing, that church league. Say amen. They cuss more in the church league, not us. Unless we're losing. I'm just kidding. We don't do that. 
I can see them. I can see them coming. I can, I can see a 150C choir where they're rejoicing, praising Amen. God, singing, you were there for me. When I didn't even know you were there for me. Amen. I can see it. We need to look ahead at visions that defy. But then we need to look ahead at the victories that's going to delight. Sunday was a victory, Bo. The devil tried to stop it from happening. Everybody else tried to discourage and say, oh, this and that and this and that and this and that. But look here. It happened. It happened. God moved in a great way. And you know what? That's just the tip of the iceberg. What's going to happen at our next annual old-fashioned day? When there's 2,000 instead of one. Mm. Church, say amen. amen. Listen, before we see this clip, some of y'all are going to see things that you're not going to believe. Some of y'all are going to see things that you're going to think just... No, you're going to think they're way out of reach. But God don't want you to look at normal things. God doesn't want you to look at easy things. God wants you to reach for the unthinkable. God wants you to imagine the unbelievable. Because when man says it can't be done, the voice of truth tells me, with God, all things are possible. Church, say amen. Everything. This boat of men under the crashing waves to step out of my comfort zone into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is and is holding out his hand. But the waves are calling out my name and they laugh at me, reminding me of all the times I tried before and failed. Ways they keep on telling me time and time again, boy, you never win. You never win. But the voice of truth tells me a different story. The voice of truth says, Do not be afraid. And the voice of
you see it? Can you see it? If you can't see it before you see it, you ain't never going. Church, God gave us a blessing last week. God told me to tell you, it's time to rejoice. And look back where we was. Look around at where we are. But don't forget to look ahead at where we're going. Church, give him praise and glory. Amen. I want every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment. But if you can, if you'll get this from me, I want our altar workers to come.